SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. A-teamers, while we are going to be looking at uh, the issue of education, um, I'm supposing that my guest today is Jackie Carroll, because that's what I've been told. Jackie, are you in the line? Good evening. Good evening, Jackie. Hi, can you hear me? Loud and clearly now. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, talk to us. What is it that you do at uh, MediaWorks? I, I understand that you guys are South Africa's leading uh, provider of adult education and training. Hi, yes. Well, MediaWorks arose out of the need to help people that were under the apartheid era denied a, a basic education. And it's kind of evolved over the 25 years. So when we first started, really our aim was to go out into the greater South Africa and as well as Southern Africa and help those people who hadn't been to school to be able to read and write and do basic math to a level where they could interact with their working environment or their adult environment. And as we've progressed over the 25 years, so our our market's changed and so has our methodology changed as well as the courses we offer. That's really what we do. So some of the courses that you offer, what are they? All right, so we start with basic education, what was called ABIT, Adult Basic Education and Training. It's now called AIT, Adult Education and Training. We also then do learnerships in between. We also do occupational training. And then we help adults get their matric. And then we do learnerships at NQF Level 5. So really anything to do with adults that need to be educated. That's pretty much what we do. Hmm. And this is obviously work that is uh, commendable in the South African landscape, but, uh, you know, we can't put it past uh, the, the, the challenges financially that we are facing as South Africans. Uh, we are seeing in the higher education institutions, people are advocating and pushing for free education. So how, how are we in South Africa right now ensuring that everyone has the right to education, but obviously at an affordable cost, if there should be any? Well, I'm not sure if many people know this, but adult basic education, even though you would think it would be part of basic education under Andrew Moshecha, it's actually higher education. It falls, because they're adults, it falls under higher education, even though we're doing the same sort of curriculum as what we would do at school, yet it's adult-focused. So it's... To the best of my knowledge, it hasn't changed as of yet, but if a person needed to go for basic education as an adult, you could go to the community colleges. Um, It's called the CET's Community Education and Training Colleges that would then help you get your basic education, and you can do that for free. Um, Whereas a lot of companies, uh, through the skills development levy, are are afforded the opportunity of assisting their own employees to become literate and numerate and further their education so that they can get better opportunities, be it in the workplace or further studying opportunities. A-team, as we're talking uh, the issue of higher education or basic education as well for those who are um, mature in age, and uh, what is uh, the right to education? 
do you feel as an A-teamer that it's it's being upheld for everyone in South Africa? I mean, we look at the protests that happened at uh, the universities. I saw a video as well today of um, uh, Durban University of Technology and how packed it was for students who are still looking at registering for the 2021 academic year. There was no social distancing. I was really disturbed when I saw that video and how students were just, you know, waiting, waiting in queues, waiting to find out if they've been accepted or not. So it seems that the state of education in South Africa is one that needs us to weigh in on. So call in as an ATM on 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. Um, Jackie, in, in terms of uh, where we were 25 years ago when it comes to the right to education and where we are right now, do you feel that we have made great strides? I do. I really do. Uh, when the ANC was voted into power all those years ago, they promised uh, free basic education. In fact, they promised 10 years of free schooling, which is up to grade 9, but also grade naught. So that were that was the 10 years that they were talking about. And I can honestly tell you as a veteran in this field that um, access to education has definitely improved. There are more and more children that are being educated, whereas that wasn't the case 25 years ago. The focus now needs to be 25 years later more on quality because obviously with accessibility and the costs that are incurred, you could say that quality is sort of um, diluted because we're spending more time and money on given accessibility. But I do think now that after 25 years, we have achieved um, incredible strides. And now the focus is moving towards quality education for all. But as a basic human right, it's enshrined in our constitution. It's enshrined in the UN, the, the UN that everybody has a right to basic education, whether you're a child or an adult. It's enshrined in all in all the, the noteworthy constitutions in the world. I'm glad that you made mention of quality, that now we are striving for quality. Um, from where I sit, when I think about the fact that our schools in South Africa, I'm talking about the public education system here, yes. have been divided into quintiles, and one being the lowest quintile. And for me, this shows that as much as we are striving for quality, we are not really spreading our resources for education accurately because we shouldn't be finding ourselves where state-funded schools are, are divided into quintiles. What I find in school A, I should be able to find in school B in terms of human resources, infrastructure, and also learning materials. I would agree with you. I really would. Um, the reality, and I know nobody likes to hear this, is the cost of money. And it's arguable, do we spend our money wisely in education? If you consider that education always gets the lion's share of the budget. Um, so, I mean, the politics around that is another story entirely. But, yeah, I, I would agree with you 100% that ideally we, sh we should all have that accessibility and equity to quality education.
So I suppose we should be having the conversation around uh, um, the usage or, or, yeah, the usage of funds. <laughs> I almost said another word, but it's a good thing I didn't. I mean, the usage <laughs> of funds that uh, are allocated to the education department. Uh, we, we saw last year when the COVID-19 um, pandemic broke out and schools were closed and then we, schools needed to get, um, uh, um, you know, sanitized before they reopen and even after, you know, a case was reported of COVID-19 in the school. And we saw how the education department would be able to just, you know, take on the the, the, the services of a company that would inflate their prices. And that, for me, is something that we should be looking at. Why are we spending without investigating? Where's the procurement department? Why are we you know, buying sanitizer bottles four times the cost what it should be. No, I I cannot agree with you more. It's it's inequitous. It's unforgivable. It's stealing from the poor. It really, really is. It's stealing from people that don't don't have the money, which makes I mean, stealing is always a bad thing. But when you turn it to someone who's who's on the breadline, it's even more unforgivable, in my opinion. Look, yeah, I suppose the bigger the wheel, and I'm really not defending any point of view. I'm just saying the bigger the wheel, I suppose it's more difficult to police. And it's a huge system, but it's still inexcusable. The the amount of money that was spent there could have been spent building another school, could have been spent hiring X amount more teachers, offering technology or robotics in schools that have never had it before, which would give those kids an opportunity to be far more employable 10 years down the line. So it's inexcusable. Well, let's uh, make sure that uh, someone is listening and someone is going to start doing something. This is a debate or a conversation that has happened for quite a long time around um, the use of funds in the Department of Education. We'd like to see all schools being equal so that children can have an equal footing. And even adults who want to go into the working world can have an equal footing. But that's not the case right now in South Africa. A-teamers, remember the number to dial 011-714-2006 if you've got any questions or comment. Our guest is Jackie Carroll, who's the MD of Optimi Workplace and is also the co-founder of MediaWorks, which is South Africa's leading provider of education, adult education and training. And they've been in existence for the past 25 years. Now, um, you know, Jackie, the other thing is accessibility. COVID-19 did really make us realize that we need to be able to have an equal playing field when it comes to accessibility to basic education or all education, as a matter of fact? I would agree with you 100%. I mean, COVID actually showed the biggest gap between the have and have not, particularly around education. I can truly say that the private sector stepped up a lot. A lot of, I mean, our own company was offering free online training. A lot of companies did that. But the reality is here, and please, I'm not out to crucify the cell companies, but the cost of data is so prohibitive in so many areas. And and the government needs to address that. We really do. Uh, so a child in a really rural school, just because they're rurally based, shouldn't be denied the opportunity of being educated because we have a virus and people can't go to school in person. Uh, it's an unfair situation 
And I see that the university's higher education is really trying to address this, where they're giving university students data so that people can attend online. But I mean, at university level, most kids are required to have a laptop, which is not the case, or a device in school. So we need to look at systems that can accommodate the purchasing of devices that will enable children to have the same quality of education, regardless of whether there's a pandemic or not, or where they're based. And in, in terms of the adult education space, I mean, some of the of the, the the delivery of the education obviously also needed to become online. How geared were the adult learners for online learning? Well, the majority of of our clients, and I'm talking from MediaWorks Optimi Workplaces perspective, the majority of our clients are corporate clients. So the they did have accessibility to data and to devices, so the switch for us was pretty easy. Also, um, MediaWorks, when we started, we started as a training using computers as part of the methodology. So it wasn't a new idea for our for our learners, although the cost of data also, you know, even corporate bulk at the, the cost of data, and so you have to find ways which we... We were quite successful. We did a lot of our training online, but you could offline it. And by that, I mean, you could, as soon as you were into a Wi-Fi area, you could download the material, you could train offline and upload when you got back into a Wi-Fi area, which made it more affordable. And that, those are the kind of solutions we need to look to going into the future. As we close off, uh, Jackie, I think it's very important for all South Africans to understand that they they have a right to education. And um, I think as well that you maybe have some other pointers, especially for those who want to further their studies and are probably working or, you know, are, are no longer uh, <laughs> willing to go into a classroom setting. So maybe give us uh, some of your pointers there. Well, you really need to look at um, online training because it allows you to work at your own pace. It allows you the privacy that you need if you feel a little bit shy. If you need to redo, redo something three or four times, you're welcome to do that. There's no one looking at you. But I think also the South African audience, we need to acknowledge that we need a blended approach. And by that, I mean you have your online training but it also needs the support of a facilitator. It doesn't have to be face-to-face. Your facilitator can be online. But we haven't, as a country, matured into straight online training yet. And I think if you want your training to be successful, successful, if you look at a blended approach where you still have your facilitator, even though that's done online, but there is support for the learner, that's certainly the way to go for, for adult training. Excellent. And how do we get in touch with you? Oh, www.mediaworks.co.za. Excellent. Or you can, you can dial us on 011-209-0900. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Jackie. And Thank you for your time. Yeah, excellent. Have a good evening. You too. Good night. night. A-teamers, remember that we'll continue our conversations. Um, We'll be looking at um, avoiding uh, quarantines, especially if you want to visit another country from South Africa, and what are some of the things that you should be aware of if you are going to be traveling internationally. Uh, The numbers to dial to interact with us on 011714. 
0614-314-3945. Alternatively, 011-714-4045. You can also WhatsApp us on 6 